0: Therefore shall make you free. shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our study today on, it's going to be entitled Witchcraft in Mexico, Santa Muerte Death Cult, Catholic Skull Worship, and the Catholic Inquisitions. We're going to be taking kind of an in-depth look at all of those particular subjects and um it's actually quite an extensive study, a lot of pictures, actually a forty-seven page PDF for this one. <clears throat> and uh I don't know how long it's gonna take, but hopefully I can get it in in four parts. Uh before we get into the main part of the study, I just kinda had a little announcement to make regarding the pre-trib versus post-trib teaching that I put up uh I don't know, I guess it's gonna be about eight or nine days ago. Um Again, I knew when I put that up that it was going to create a lot of controversy, a lot of problems. Uh, I think this is why I've been so reluctant to do it for so long. Uh, I've had a lot of people email me saying that I'm calling them a heretic. And, you know, a lot of people putting words in my mouth about how I feel about the pre-trib, and then also lumping me in with a lot of uh, heretics that might have taken a post-trib stance, and just putting a lot of words in my mouth and assuming a lot of things that I said that I really, if I intimated that at all, I wasn't trying to alienate a group of my listeners, I wasn't trying to be mean to people, I wasn't trying to say, if you believe in pre-trib... You're a heretic, and you're going to hell. I, I never, I don't believe I said that anywhere. In that, uh, I was rather passionate about the subject, and um, you know it was a four-hour teaching, so obviously it was a pretty long teaching regarding the subject. But as I suspected, it created a huge amount of problems. And the thing is, is I cannot get into a year-long debate about the subject, which is essentially what I had told people before. If I ever did a uh, teaching on the study... Now here, I was pre-trib for a long, long time. Way longer than I've ever been post-trib. Pre-trib's all I ever knew. Okay, So I'm not sitting here saying that anybody that believes in pre-trib's a heretic and they're going to hell or I'm condemning them in any way, shape, or form. In fact, actually, what I had always said to people before is, yes, there's certain things that I think doctrinally that... That could be said, okay, um, you would want to actually disfellowship with somebody over certain doctrinal issues, Um, turning the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ into lasciviousness as the Bible um, talks about, uh, where you're actually literally altering, you're preaching another gospel, something that's actually uh, altering how you're actually saved and these types of things. Okay, that would be one thing. The pre-trip versus post-trip versus whatever other possible thing you could believe, and there's so many belief systems out there regarding this particular subject. That's not something I typically would ever disfellowship with somebody over. You know, as long as we agree, agree on the core central aspects of Christianity, you know, uh, that's typically what I, I look for. But this is an issue, as I've said before, it's probably the most divisive issue. Um, in all of Christianity. I don't know of one that could even compare to it. And um, I had tons of people emailing me, and I knew this was going to happen, and there's no way I can, I just don't, there's not enough hours in the day to look at every single point of every single thing that people have sent me, um, arguing for either a pre-trib position or other even potential positions. Um, I've firmly believe and I stand on the teaching that I put up that in a in a post tribulation catching gathering of the elect I don't think that I mean maybe there's some that would believe that that's not true. Uh the Bible's really super super clear on that. Really super clear. Okay. With that said though um I feel like I've alienated a whole bunch of people. A lot of people are 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 um are thinking that I maybe said something about them that I, I never said, and, and, and now I'm mad at people, and, and again, had a feeling this was going to happen was it my intention, but the thing is, is I've had a lot of other people approach me over the years and say, well, you really need to do this teaching, you really need to do this, you really need to do this. And I've always basically taken the stance that I'm a watchman. I'm not a pastor. Um, I'm not you know, of these other things that you can be. I All I've ever claimed to be is a watchman. I have always felt led and compelled to focus in on end time, current events, um, to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness, to have no fellowship with them, to make to make them manifest, to shed light on them, to not be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us, to not be destroyed for lack lack of knowledge. There's more deception right now than that there's ever been on in the face of history. And we also, one of the things that we also have is a ways to communicate with one another that we've also never had. So there is some counterbalancing going on there, and the internet being being that counterbalancing device primarily. I mean, obviously, there's other ways you can communicate, but this is probably the most efficient uh, uh, in the time. So, I've put out my teaching on the post-trib rapture. Okay? Again, I've got like, probably if you look at part-by-parts, uh, oh my word, probably uh, well over 500 teachings at this point. Um, I've never taken a teaching down, I don't believe, to my knowledge. I might have went in and modified and tweaked and, and edited some stupid thing I said out of it or whatever. Put my foot in my mouth type of thing. But I've ne- never actually taken a teaching down. But with this particular teaching, I've stated my case. Um, I put it out there. People have wanted to know what my opinion is on this. I've stated that I put it out there, but I'm going to take it down. I'm taking the, the thing down, and I just don't I don't have the time. There's not enough hours in the day to debate all of the various and sundry points. And then you look at the historical aspect of it, which is a whole other point uh, uh, thing that you can debate. I just don't. I don't have enough. I would rather focus in on the real super mega obvious stuff that's in our face, which is what I've really been called to do anyway, and that's what I'm going to do okay, um you know this is just not something I can do I can't do and i and I don't want to it wasn't my goal to go out there and 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 to uh, make people feel like I'm calling them heretics and, and they're going to hell and stuff like that, which was never my my intention, so um I you know apologize if I gave anybody that depression because it was not my intention uh so, anyway, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to take it down, and it's been out there for over a week at this point. Um, by the time this teaching goes up, it'll be probably 8, nine, ten days that it's been out there, uh, and hopefully, you know, one of the things, you know, I would just say is that no matter what you believe regarding the end times, um, just to be ready, you know, Christ's return, th- this type of thing, a lot of th- different uh, ways there are of looking at it, obviously, in that regard. But, um, just to be ready. To be ready, whether it's in, like, let's say you have a heart attack tonight and die. Okay? Not necessarily, We're not. you don't have to necessarily be talking about the return of Christ in regard to that. And, you have something horrific happen, a bad car accident, whatever. You know, and... At that point, none of this other stuff is really going to matter you know because you're gonna you, you know you're in eternity at that point. So the, the whole the whole premise of things is to be ready, to be ready to give an account to the Lord Jesus Christ. make sure that you are saved. Um, and if you're not saved, go to contendingfortruth.com. There's a salvation tab there um, and just listen to those teachings in the order listed. Uh, that is the most important uh, matter. And that's ultimately why how and why this ministry was put up is not just to educate people and to entertain them or anything like that. But to ultimately lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing, period. So that's all I'm going to say on it. And uh, we got a really big study to get into today, and uh, hopefully we can we can get through this in four parts. I don't know; it might be five or six. But um, God bless you. I thank um, God for my my listeners. I pray the Lord Jesus Christ bless every one of them. I pray He guide us all in truth, and you know, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive whatever His truth. Maybe. Um, So let's go get into the study here for today. Um, Again, entitled Witchcraft in Mexico, Santa or Sanat Muarti, I believe that's how it's pronounced, but I may be butchering it. Death Cult, Catholic Skull Worship, and the Catholic Inquisitions. I've just really felt compelled lately, the more I've researched the whores and the atrocities. And the fruit of the Catholic Church. And, and, and getting into debates with Catholics, which I've had the chance to do in recent times, uh, I kind of, again, hadn't really been in a debate with any of the Catholics, the level of demonic brainwashing and mind control that exists within Catholics and how they will justify and ignore all the things you have to ignore as a Catholic in order to defend that death cult. The the legions of pedophile priests throughout the ages, all of the unbiblical mandates that have been issued by the popes and, and throughout time and, and all the Catholic heresy, the, the, the idol worship, the bowing down to graven images, the distortion of of um Total counterfeiting of Jesus Christ, essentially, and, and and having to go through Mary to get to Jesus Christ, and and the um, going by signs and wonders, and and seeking a sign. And the Bible, Jesus Christ said, "A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign." And all of the, I mean, the, the I mean, the. the the millions and millions and millions that were killed during the Catholic Inquisitions in the most brutal, horrific, disgusting ways imaginable, all under the guise of this of this religiosity, this this you know, I'm holier than thou, garbage. Nowhere in Scripture is that ever mandated. All the things you have to ignore. To be a Catholic just shows me the level of demonic infestation and brainwashing that has occurred in mass in that particular cult. And it is a cult. And I believe it's one of the most vile cults on the planet because it hides behind Jesus Christ. Now, it's one thing if you're a Hindu or you're a Buddhist or you're a Taoist or whatever in these other cults they don't claim to hide behind Jesus Christ they're a little more open about their paganism they're a lot more open about it they're just it's just flat out paganism but the catholic church seeks to church seeks to hide behind Jesus Christ and say that you know there the pope calls himself the vicar of christ meaning the substitute for christ on this planet and you know claiming infallibility and all this garbage well the thing is, is again, with an age of the internet, uh, the Bible talks about in Daniel that in the end times knowledge will increase. And a lot of this is being exposed. And you really want to be following along on this particular teaching because it's not so much the text you want to be following along with, but the pictures that are in this PDF, which I can't really take credit for. I, I've been on a particular uh, man's email list and uh, he puts out a newsletter and he really, really gets a lot into the Catholic Church. I don't agree with everything he says theologically. He's kind of a you know the whole Hebrew roots thing, I, I believe. Uh, to a certain extent, at least. But man, does he do a good job of documenting a lot of the atrocities. And, and there's it's not something that you can really debate. <laughs> I mean, it's really not. I mean, when, when you see these pictures, when you see the documentation available, it's not really something, well, well, yeah, okay, you might be able to try to maybe, I guess, justify it, maybe, or say that they don't do that anymore. This is the same devil religion today that it was back when it started in the, you know, 318 A.D. with Constantine. It's the same devil religion It's no different. If anything, it's probably worse. And this devil religion is waiting to show her fangs again, as she has in times past. She's no different. She's no less evil. If anything, she's probably more full of devils and demons than she ever was in the past. I mean, somebody that's wicked, typically, as they live life, tends to get more wicked. Well, why would that be? Well, because you're going to take on more demons. I mean, demons beget demons. I mean, if you're wicked and you commit wicked actions, are you going to be less wicked the next day? Or will there be maybe a new level of demonic infestation? Just, well, I think this is why it's a harder for um, as people as they age to get saved. It's a proven fact that most people... Um, the younger they, they end up getting saved, more likelihood, there's a much higher likelihood of getting saved at a younger age than there is at somebody 70 or 80. I think part of the reason, I'm not saying maybe the total reason, but part of the reason is that they've got a much higher level of demonic infestation. at a, at a They've lived longer. They've done maybe more wicked things. They've, they've given ground, body, soul, and spirit, to devils and demons... By their own actions. Their hearts have been hardened over time. Their conscience might have been seared with a hot iron. These types of things happen, and they tend to progress over time. Well, with this whole devil religion, it's no different. And a lot of these things we're going to be looking at were in times past. So you can imagine how evil... But they they try to put on a good face and, and, you know... Uh, Say how wonderful, holy, and pious that they are, and and they have their their Xmas uh, midnight mass services and things like that, and and, uh, done many, many teachings exposing the Catholic Church to different things. I've never actually got into this subject today. I've never actually got into also the Catholic Inquisitions. Now, this is not a a study that I want to keep repeating over and over again. It was like the study I did on pedophilia with the the mass amount of pedophilia going on worldwide at the highest echelons of government, and like in Disney, and I mean Disney, the Disneyland, and I've done a whole study on Disney and how that relates to it. And, you know, the people in the highest positions of authority in the world, it's almost a given that most of them are pedophiles in some way, shape, or form. They've literally sold their soul to Satan. And when you do that, well, you're going to, again, <laughs> come under a level of demonic infestation uh, that the normal person will not come under. And anyway, I've, I've gotten into those studies. If you want to know more about that, just key in like either pedophilia or Disney in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. But I think that we owe, I owe this teaching to all the martyrs that have died horrific deaths in times past at the hands of the Catholic Church. I think their atrocities need to be made known by everyone worldwide. I don't think Catholics should have the privilege of hiding behind the veneer of some whatever, whitewashed, garbage, religion, death cult, that they do. I don't think they should have that privilege. I think they should be forced to see, like, the images in this teaching that I'm presenting today. They should be forced. And if they still want to continue in their death cult, that's fine. But they've at least been warned. Maybe they've been warned in times past. But I mean, these are all things that we're getting in today that have been documented. The the stuff that they've done during the Inquisition. Horrific things that I don't even like to... I mean, there's going to be some things in here today that I've tried to like change the verbiage a little bit so it's not quite so graphic on what they would do to people. But it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. But do I owe that to the martyrs that actually died that horrific death because of whatever implement might have been used on them during the Inquisition. Should that evil be suppressed? No, 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 we don't want to talk about that because you know it's, it's not palatable or whatever. Or should it be exposed? Should the unfruitful works of darkness be exposed? That's how I looked at this, this teaching. And um, it's just incomprehensible how evil this... Death cult is and the fruits that it has spawned over the ages. Uh, the first article is entitled "1200 Skulls in the Bone House of Hallstatt in Austria." Okay, the first picture you're going to see is a uh, picture of, uh, I guess, 1200 skulls, or at least part of them, and, and looks like the. It looks like probably femurs and fibias and tibias and humeruses and ulnas and radiuses. These are different bones of the human body, long bones, and the arms and the legs, all stacked underneath them like in cordwood. And there's a candle in the middle of all of them and some candles up there. And then you've got the crucifix of, of, their, of their dead Messiah. And I don't mean Jesus Christ of the Bible, okay? but their dead Messiah, where they like to keep Their version of Jesus, perpetually on the cross, dead, with no power to do anything. That's how they they fancy, they kind of like to do that. He doesn't really have any power in the Catholic religion. You have to go through Mary, you know, and it's only through the priests, through the process of transubstantiation, where they believe they can change the literal body and blood of Jesus Christ into the Catholic communion host. And the wine, the literal, I don't mean figurative, I mean literal, that the priests are some types of uh, demonic magicians that can pull this off during the Mass, and they have to continually be atoning for their own sins and continually be earning their way to heaven through keeping the seven sacraments, you know, and all the other garbage that they do, bowing down to graven images, praying to whatever saint they're going to pray to, praying the rosary, repetitiveness, repetitiveness. They've got this crucifix at the top of it, and this is a you know it's a real picture. There's many of these. I've seen many of these over the years. And then at the bottom, it's got this skull engraved into this. Looks like a headstone almost. Title 1825. It's it's macabre. It's about as macabre as anything you've ever seen, probably. But this is Catholicism. This is that. I mean. We're just stating the obvious. We're just pointing it out. Uh, this is entitled, this picture I entitled, Another Satanic Trophy Room, Another Satanic Catholic Trophy Room. The worship of skulls uh, is not only prominent in Mexico and Bolivia, but also in Hallstatt, Austria. The miners in Hallstatt were massacred during the Reformation. The Catholics took skulls up from the graves, exposed them to the the moonlight, and decorated them. A lot of these skulls are actually decorated. Uh, I'm not saying every one of these skulls is a martyr, but a lot of them are. And the fact that these devils would dig these bodies up and decorate their skulls and expose them to the moonlight and the sun to bleach their bones, and you're going to hear this is exactly what they did. Where do we get the biblical mandate to do that? In the New or the Old Testament, the Bible talked a lot about in the Old Testament not touching dead bodies. And I mean, if you even touched a dead body, you would, you know there were certain purification rituals you had to go through. I mean, these these devils dig them up and and you know bleach the bones, polish them up, decorate them, and have these satanic trophy rooms. And it, all under the guise of this is holy and this is righteous and this is Catholicism. This is pure. We're, look how religious we are. It, it, it defies the imagination how evil this cult is. The official story of the Bone House in Hallstatt, Austria have omitted that the Roman Catholic Bishop of Salzburg used papal troops to massacre Christians. This is this is the story written on the Hallstatt.net. net. But the Arch- Archbishop Salisbury's troops quelled the rebellion. The leaders were condemned to death, and their houses burned. So I mean, this rebellion. The leaders were condemned to death. Their houses burned. You know that. And again, that sounds really scriptural. I mean, Jesus Christ is going around everywhere in the in the New Testament telling you to kill and slaughter your your supposed enemies and burn their houses and maybe kill their family while you're at it, which is exactly what the Catholic Church has done. All these atrocities committed with no Bible, scriptural, to back it up. None. But yet it's just all overlooked and and they're, you know, they're allowed to go on and, and all this garbage with, you know, they're at the head of the the Xmas celebrations and the midnight masses and then the Pope calls for world peace and what a bunch of hypocritical garbage. I can't help but be incensed and mad about this. The Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. There is such a thing as righteous indignation that is an attribute of God. And this stuff I think should make us mad, but I think what we would want to do is focus the anger into prayer. Not to say... I pray to God they all die and go to hell. But that God would judge this wickedness. That he would bring it out. That he would give people eyes to see what's going on. That they would be exposed. Why? So that they don't take more people to hell with them. Because that's all the Catholic Church is doing. It's just a gigantic tool of Satan to get as many people into hell as possible. I take great offense to that. And that does make me angry. And it should. I believe everyone. Everyone and they are one of the chief chief tools on planet earth to do that not the only one but i would say the chief one if you look at their fruit throughout the, the ages uh, another website has also recorded the massacre of christians in the area there was also there was so much resistance and upheaval In this region, during the period of the religious reformation. In 1601, all bridges were destroyed. Transportation of wood and boats were made impossible. Christian preachers appealed against the Catholic Church. Yet, the Archbishop of Salzburg's supporters suppressed this rebellion and condemned the opposition to death and set their homes on fire. So this is well documented. Just one of the many atrocities of the Catholic Church. This rebellion Rebellion against the Catholic Church. And their false devil doctrines. We, and then there's some more pictures that are listed here. Another a close-up of a lot of the decorated skulls that they've uh, got. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of effort it would be to dig up all these bodies. And to bleach their bones and to decorate. I mean, really, time well spent. You know, for Satan. You know, time well spent for Satan. So, the the caption underneath this picture is, the Roman Catholic priest in Hallstatt killed the Christians, cut their heads off and their bodies, and decorated some of those who they had beheaded. Again, a lot of scriptural justification for that. Uh, then there's some close-ups of the actual skulls, where they've actually got the names of the people uh, written like decorative style on the skulls. Uh, Some of them, I don't know, there's other writing on there as well, and they've got all these other little frilly decorations, and uh, it's so morbid. It's just so beyond morbid. And then they actually get the the, the kind of the, they give you a picture of the room more of like backed up, and you, you literally are getting a feel for the full 1,200 skulls. They're just in this one room, there's a lot of documentation there. Um, next, going on, it says a synagogue of Satan with dead counterfeit, with the de- with their dead, their version of their dead counterfeit Jesus in the center. Yet the Roman Catholic Church does not recognize any wrongdoing behind the existence of the Bone House and Hallstatt. I mean, there's a whole bunch of these things. There's tons of these. This is just one of the places they've done this. This is the official story. The Beanhaus, or also known as the Bone House, in Hallstatt dates back to the 12th century. Uh, there are over 1,200 skulls in the chapel. All of them, of them, 610 have been painted in flowery designs. They are near, they are stacked neatly in rows, along with next of kin, and have the date of the deceased written on them. Uh, since the cemetery is so small, without the possibility to expand, and due to the fact that cremations were in former days forbidden, there was just not enough space. The graves were then opened 10 to 15 years later, and the skulls were removed, along sometimes with other books. So see, they they were kind of like going green, and they their excuse was, well, we don't have any funeral space, any... More space in the... So we gotta, I guess, make room. And we'll dig up all the old bodies. We'll bleach their bones. And um, it says here, the skulls were cleaned and exposed to the sun and the moonlight for weeks. Almost like a big... I mean, really harkens back to, like, things I've read about occult rituals where things are exposed to the moonlight. Well, it is an occult ritual. And it, and it is a cult. So, who are they getting their marching orders from Satan to do all this stuff? Sure, it sure wasn't... The Lord Jesus Christ, (laughs) it wasn't the Bible, that's for sure. So, they were exposed to the sun and the moonlights for weeks, until they were bleached ivory white. As one would decorate a grave with flowers, the skulls were painted symbolically with a crown of flowers. I just love how they justify everything. All their abominations and atrocities. Uh, This tradition actually began in 1720 A.D. So let's compare this with the worship of San Muarte in Mexico and the Feast of the Day of the Dead. Here are some pictures. And again, this is San Muarte, um, basically the angel of death, who they worship in Mexico, which we're going to be talking about. And a lot of, they've got, in this particular picture we're looking at here, a whole bunch of skulls. They almost look like candle skulls. I don't know what they are. And they're they're decorated. They're painted the same kind of way. But they're, 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 they are they're they look more wax in this particular thing. Now, they use real ones there, too. And then they've got the cross and the forehead. And um, makes them feel religious, I guess. And they've got different colored eyes. And um, the worshipers of Samuarty decorate their skulls to honor the spirit of death. Now, this is a direct carryover of what the Catholics have been doing for centuries. And again, some more pictures of these horrific-looking skulls. Uh, You can see, I mean, the, the pictures in this PDF are just unreal. And then here, sorry, I lost my place here. Here, the next picture, we're looking at a Samuarty on the cross, meaning it's actually a skeleton on the cross. How blasphemous is that? And their skulls are on the altar, and they've got this big pagan shrine down there in Mexico. I've had some people request they do teachings on Mexico and this San Samuarty death cult. And, and see, the thing is, is Catholicism's been there for a long, long time. And they, again, just like the voodoo people the people that practice voodoo, particularly in Haiti and those types of places, and uh, a lot of these other Caribbean cults as, as well, they incorporate Catholicism into their respective religions because it's so easily incorporatable. I know that's not a word, but it just flows right into it. Why? Because they've got all the pagan deity stuff. They've got all the, the statues you can bow down to. They had that to begin with. They just incorporate the Catholicism right into it. It's so compatible. That's what they do. Here you've got a skeleton, uh, a cross with a skeleton painted on it. I think it's painted. And um, a real big one. And then some picture, of some guy that they're probably ancestor worshipping, more like uh, Zoroastrianism or whatever. And then there are other things that they've got going on there. So, it's kind of an example there. Next picture, you see a whole bunch of skeletons that are actually dressed up. And um, some of them even have sombreros. They're really in the in the festive mood. And uh, they're using this in their San Muerte death cult in Mexico. The Mexican kingdom of God, evidently, is... is how they're designating this? It's full of decorated and dressed skulls, skeletons, and bones. Now, again, the, the universal symbol for the you know skull and crossbones, you know, Blackbeard's flag, and, and warnings on things—it means death. It means death. It's not something that you, as a born-again Christian, want to be parading around, getting behind the banner of death. It, it, you know, the angel of death, in particular. I've got this this whole thing kind of really rings true to me and I'll get into it later my experience my personal experience with the angel of death it was actually known as Azrael um in occult circles there's whole cults that are totally devoted to worshiping Azrael which is what uh this Santa Muerte worships. It's what the Catholics worship. They literally are worshiping the Angel of Death. Now, the Catholics, I don't believe, would admit that. I think the Santa Muerte would, though. I think, I think, you know, they're they're really far out in the open. Uh, and there's a link here if you want to read more about the worship of Santa Muerte in Mexico. Also, read. I'll read also the Vatican skulls and bones files. There's links there. I can't get into all that today, but if you want to explore that further, it will be in the PDF. This forty-seven, forty-eight page PDF for uh, uh, the date I'm doing this is actually Friday night, so it's um, January thirtieth, two thousand and eleven. Anyway, the skull, um, then this is the comment from the man that actually wrote the article. He says, the skull and bone collectors of the Roman Catholic Church are grave looters. Instead of letting the remains of the dead person go back to dust, the Roman Catholic priest likes to keep their skulls for display, veneration, and worship. It must have been an awesome display of wickedness, looking at the priest cleaning the skulls, and even exposing them to, quote, the light of the moon, to make them look bleached ivory white. It reminds me of the Day of the Dead in Mexico, where skulls and bones are also bleached, adored, and venerated. The spirit of death reigns there. When I see the pictures of the bone house in the Catholic Hallstatt, it can be compared to the Killing Field National Memorial in Phnom Penh in Cambodia. Here are some pictures from that memorial. And again, we look at the pictures of all these dead people in this uh, Killing Field National Memorial in Cambodia. More than a million people were slaughtered. The skulls have been recovered from mass graves. And they've got these skulls, they're all bleached white. And it's just very, very similar to what we're looking at with the Catholic Church. And these butchers believed in Cambodia. They were doing a great service for God. Just like the Catholic Church has believed all along. And that's why the ends justify the means. As long, anybody, any heretic that would dare go against what the Catholic Church would say, they just have to die. And I mean in the most horrific way. And what we're going to look at that later. We're going to look take a great detailed look at the Inquisition and what they've openly admitted to. The people in Cambodia who did not submit to their leaders were slaughtered. And again, more and more pictures. The slaughtered in Cambodia wanted to live in freedom. Uh, Their skulls are now displayed to condemn the butchers who massacred them. Okay, But this is really no different than what the Catholic Inquisition's did when the papal butchers massacred millions of people who refused to bow down to the Catholic Mary or their Pope and submit to the authority of the Pope and his priests. See, in Cambodia, if, if what we're reading here is, is representative, they're putting these bones out, and I don't think there's any Bible to do that, but they're putting the bones out to as a constant reminder of the atrocities that were committed there. But the Catholic Church does the exact opposite. They put the bones out to glorify the Catholic Church it's like, it's okay though when they do it. It's okay when the Catholic Church does it. It's okay when they have their legions of pedophile and they, they can slaughter millions over the years and they can bow down themselves down and do every unbiblical thing on the planet and, and, and still claim, you know, they're the sole true church. They're the, only, they're the only true mother church on the planet. They can do all that stuff. Uh, next article. Catholics in Mexico worship the death, the saint of death. Uh, starts out by saying a bad tree cannot bear good fruits. Take a look at the fruits of the Roman Catholicism in Mexico. And here we're seeing, I think this is actually the Day of the Dead, in, uh, which is a big, big, gigantic holiday down in Mexico. Day of the Dead, Catholics in Mexico parade their saint of death through the streets. And again, it's the skeletons, grim grim reaper now. Really, really grim reaper looking skeletons. I mean, he's got the scythe. Um, the robe on you know they they, they also dress them up in, in all kind of fancy clothes, and they make offerings and uh this is their God this is their God, and I mean everything I keep hearing about Mexico it is just getting so wicked now I'm not saying America's any whatever, but what they're doing down in Mexico is a whole other level. And, as I have said before in many previous teachings, the essence of the coming one world religion of the Antichrist will be witchcraft. Most likely, the Catholic Church being... It won't be known as the Catholic Church anymore. But, from an infrastructure standpoint, from a biblical standpoint, I believe they're, they're the one most set up to assimilate all religions underneath their wicked banner. The essence of the coming one world religion will be witchcraft. The... um. Signs and lying wonders and and the miracles by which the the, uh, Antichrist and the false prophet will work that will deceive the whole world. The essence of that, what, what is the source of that? It's going to be the highest level witchcraft the world's ever seen. And they're just really getting it out in the open down in Mexico. They're really just right out there, man. We worship death. We worship the angel of death. This is our God. And they're making no bones about it. Now, I can't imagine a much more wicked deity to worship than the angel of death. You know? I mean, that's going to be a pretty hard one to top. Just my opinion, but it, it, that's how dark and evil it has become there. And why you see so much wickedness regarding reports that come back about Mexico down there, the, the drug cartels and the gangs and the drug cartels and the gangs are the ones actually going to get going to the San Santa Muerte to actually get protection and to get favor and to get rich and to get whatever else they're trying to get. That's why it's so popular. Because evidently they get results. Well, you know, there is benefit. To selling your soul to Satan, essentially, or to going to Satan. I mean, people would not participate in witchcraft if there if there was absolutely no benefit. The, Satan will do that all day long, and this is why this is becoming so popular. I really believe it's not just because um, there there there's got to be some benefit that these people are receiving from this death cult, from the literal worshipping of the angel of death, or they wouldn't be doing it. It's just like a witch, you know? They, they go, or, or somebody in high level occult, they try to attain higher and higher ranks to get either more power, or more money, or more whatever occult knowledge. It's the same thing with this. So, they pray their rosaries to the, quote, mother of God, and they do their worship in Catholic shrines, and they also worship Santa Muerti, The saint who brings holy death, quote, holy death, that's what they're. it's known as, it's nothing less than the devil himself. Just when you thought you knew all about the evil chaos the Vatican has spread all over the earth, how on earth could claimed, quote, true Christianity, the Catholic Church, produce insanity like this. If you did not know that the Pope himself is a worshiper of skulls, skeletons, and corpses, you might not have been able to find the correct answer. And we're going to get into that as well. We're going to look at all the old good... I mean, the corpses are are really beyond macabre that these Catholics worship. And we're going to look at pictures of the Pope right next to these disgusting, rotten corpses of former, quote, Catholic saints that I guess have been canonized. That means they shot them out of a cannon at one point. No, just kidding. Teasing. But yeah, they were... um, Yeah, we're going to... the, The pictures are all there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I look at this and I think, how could anybody be a part of this cult? They have got to be so demonically infested and so blinded. It doesn't mean I don't want them to get saved. I pray to God their souls be saved. But they need to be woken up in order to be saved. And I would say if you have somebody that's a Catholic and you've tried to reach them, which is about virtually impossible most of the time, um, I would say the best thing you could possibly do for them is to pray and fast. If you have that conviction that you need to pray for their salvation, then that, that you need to pray and fast for them. And the reason why I said if you have that conviction is there's there's a point of no return for everyone. The Bible says that the Spirit of God will not always strive with man forever. There There is a point where the conscience becomes seared with a hot iron. Where, and again, we don't know where that point is really. You know, unless God's revealed it to you in some way, shape, or form. And that's why I say praying and fasting is, is the best thing I think you could possibly do for them. Because I don't want to judge like, okay, we're God and, and I know exactly when that might be, but, I'm not saying God couldn't reveal that to you. There are times in the Bible, uh, Jeremiah 7, Jeremiah 11, Jeremiah 14, where God says, don't pray for this people. I will not hear your prayer anymore. And generally what it boiled down to is people that were in habitual, repetitive sin and then thinking that they're doing God's service. And at the same time, they're sacrificing their children. They're literally killing their children. And they're also kneading cakes to the Queen of Heaven which is the Catholic Mary, in those particular portions of Scripture. So, anyway, just thought I'd throw that in. So, let's go further here. So, uh, the spiritual source of all this deception lies within the papacy in Rome. The the chair of their Catholic Holy Father, thats what they call him, I don't call him, the Bible says call no man father, but your father in heaven. You know? But their their version of that, of this Holy Father, has been elevated to the power seat of God himself. So then, the next picture we have is the Catholics have put an idol of this devil inside their house, an altar that they worship at. Like a lot of, maybe Catholics would have their own little shrine, or Hindus would have their shrine. They've literally, and it looks like a real skull, they've got this really ornate, uh, thing, this family altar to worship him, and they've got all these gold necklaces around. I, I guess they believe that when you give this devil gold and sacrifices, he'll give you stuff. So they've got, and then there's a lot of crosses around his neck, and, and gold chains, and, and it looks like almost like um a uh, the Mr. T version of San, Santo Muerte, the, the Mr. T starter kit. It looks like he's got going on there. I don't know if you know Mr. T from the A-Team in the 80s, anyway. Um, yeah, it, it, it kind of looks like that. And it looks, in this particular picture, like he's got a cigarette in his mouth, too. It's kind of a neat touch, you know. It's unusual. And he's got his little, you know, fallen angelic sith, you know, angel of death thing going on. So, yeah, they've got this, this worshipping altar thing going on. And this is how deceived and deluded these people are. I mean... I I don't even know how to... You have to see the pictures to really do it justice. The Vatican claimed that this religious movement in Mexico is a cult. The reason behind the Pontiff's rejection of them is only because that they do not adore and venerate the papal-approved bones. See, you got it. You have your papal-approved bones. And those are the ones you can worship. But don't, don't dare... Go outside whatever the Vatican bone I mean the Vatican's bones. Don't, don't don't go outside that. Because those aren't good. Those those are evil. But the Vatican approves bones. They're they're okay. They're, that's alright. So this Santa Muerte cult is viewed as kind of like freelancers within the Roman Catholic Church. See, as long as Catholicism has a iron fist control over all aspects of the cult, they're okay with it. But if you have freelancers going out worshipping their respective bones and, and death and skulls and things of this nature and the angel of death, that's no good. Do you see the hypocrisy? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. No wonder why thousands of people in Mexico have been, have been slaughtered in their drug wars. Well, it's fruit of that uh i saw the other day there there were on um, some family that i think had relatives in mexico they went down there and these they were in this particular part state in mexico and and they got they were on this bus and they got down there and um these guys from i don't know some gang came on there and they just killed they killed five people on i think two different buses for no reason at all i mean this was like I don't know, a little girl, her sister, and her grandmother or something, they just blew them away right there on the thing. No, no reason. And stuff like that goes on all the time. The Vatican's claim that this religious movement in Mexico is a cult. They claim that. And they're, they're, they are the biggest cult on the planet, essentially, or one of the biggest. <laughs> and yet they call this a cult. The reason behind the Pontus' rejection is only because they do not adore and venerate the papal-approved bones. On the 1st of November, the anniversary of the altar to Santa Muerte, constructed by Enriqueta Romero, is celebrated. The Santa Muerte of Tapito is dressed as a bride... A nice touch, a nice touch. You have to understand, it's dressed as a bride this time, and wears hundreds of pieces of gold jewelry given by the faithful to show gratitude for favors received. You know, hey I, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, that type of thing. You know, um, but he he wear the this Santa he's dressed up as a bride. There's a picture of him here. It's interesting, bride and in a with a skull. It's kind of macabre, but anyway. And um, it's dressed in gold jewelry given by the faithful to either show gratitude for favors received or to ask for one. The celebration officially begins at the stroke of midnight of November 1st. About 5,000 faithful turn out to pray the rosary and also for purification. Um, uh, For purification, instead instead of them using incense like the Catholic Church would do, There is a smoke, the smoke of marijuana, flowing. So that's their form of incense, marijuana. They're just just altering a little bit what the Catholic Church already does. It's just their version of it. They're just a little more honest about what they're doing, I think. The Catholic Church likes to hide behind this really super holy veneer. Well, These guys, they're just kind of out there doing... Doing what they're doing, they're a little more honest about what they're doing. They're still praying in the rosary. They got to have a little bit of that that Catholic cream religion in there, you know, a little dabble, do you? And you know, they're using the smoke of marijuana for their purification purposes. Shows a guy here with his his uh, Santa Muerte um, statue. He's actually carrying it. it looks porcelain, and the, the Santa Muerte's actually got a few dollar bills. In his little skeletonized hands, he's got his little death shit sieve, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, devil worshippers gather. This under the caption here, it says, "Devil worshippers gather in the streets of Mexico, while a cult member wants to adore, wants to join his idol in eternal death." Now, if you read about the people that literally worship the Angel of Death, known as Azrael, which I'll get into more later. They do want to join Azrael in the death embrace. They'll go to they'll go to cemeteries. I've read an account where a woman went to a cemetery. Um, well, know, the body was like a hundred years old on this site. Like you know, midnight, full moon, the whole nine yards. You know, when when the occult workings are. are are viewed to be more powerful. Snuggled down, it took this thing off the the cover. The 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 um, I think it was a kind of a above ground tomb type thing, or or one that was near the ground. Took off the the cement thing on top, opened the the casket, nestled down, snuggled down in with this dead body that had been there for about a hundred years, and she was describing all of the the smells and how things were just breaking off the body and, 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 oh, it was so disgustingly macabre. I mean, just, you can't even imagine the level of demon possession it would take to do something like this. And then how at that moment of, of when she was just, you know, all of this wonderful feeling that was coursing through her body, she was actually transported it was like this—I don't know—like this out-of-body experience she described, where the angel of death actually had this woman in her arms and in this death embrace. And she wanted to look into his eyes, but he wouldn't let her because he knew if, if he looked into her eyes, she would literally die. And how he flew around the sky or something like Superman or whatever. And, and, and uh, until right before it was dawn, and, and how she'd never felt such love. And I mean, the actual passion. And adoration these people have for Azrael is so sick, but it's also very, very real to them. They're driven to darkness, as the Bible says. So verse in the Bible talks about that the wicked will be driven to darkness. I can't really imagine. A much greater example of being driven to darkness than that. you read some of these accounts of these people and I mean, it's not just something that you know they're casually doing. You know these are high level devils you're dealing with here. I mean not garden I'm not saying demons and devils are uh, but there's different rankings and these are not garden variety. these are really, really heavy duty. And I really believe that because you're seeing a push for this, and you've got a whole country, basically in Mexico, that's being more and more given over to this. I'm not saying it's not creeping into a lot of other places in America as well. You're, be, you're having people be more and more driven to darkness. And it has a lot to do with the degradation you see in the world in general. This type of stuff going on. This type of stuff defiles the land, it gives devils and demons more right to be here and more access to these people and more access to work through them. Because we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, these types of things. So that's what we're really battling. So going further... It says, as the year of 2009, devotion to Santa Muerte has been on the rise in the United States for the past 10 years or so, mostly following the millions of Mexicans who have illegally immigrated to the country. Now, I'm not saying there's some that aren't here legally, but most of them aren't. And that's all by design as well. Uh, Evidence of devotion to her, I don't know why they call her her, but anyway, can be seen, I guess she was dressed in a bride's gown, I guess, you know, I don't know. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I don't know, she she was, finally became the bride. Um, bride of Satan, I guess. Evidence of her devotion can be seen anywhere there is a large Mexican community, such as New York City, Houston, Tucson, and Los Angeles. There are 15 officially registered religious groups dedicated to her in Los Angeles alone, which includes the Temple of Santa Muerte. So... um, so Bible verses here that came to mind. Romans 1, 20-26 says, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Again, that's an example of they became vain in their actions. A lot of this stuff is vanity. You know, they they put gold chains on skeletons and and, and dress it up. And, and I mean, it's like the ultimate, you know, macabre doll show or something. Dress up show for your doll. And their foolish heart was darkened. They're being. They're driven to darkness. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. I mean, you probably interview them, they probably think they're really smart. Well, I'm really wise. And change the glory of uncorruptible God into an image like to corruptible man. I would say that's a pretty good example of worshiping a, the angel of death, the skele- a human skeleton in this particular case. Change the glory of uncorruptible God. Remember, this is their God. This is their main God, a lot of these people. Into an image made like to corruptible man. Well, they made the image. They're the ones that that fashioned it, that got the skeleton together, that uh, dressed it up, that hung gold chains on it, that put a cigarette in its mouth. Whatever else they're doing to it. Decorated it. And then it goes on to say, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. There's a lot of things people worship. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. That's what has happened to these people, for the most part. I mean, this is a really unclean thing we're dealing with here. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, capital C, who is blessed forever, amen. For this cause God gave them up to vile affections. Now, then it gets into the whole lesbian and gay thing. But again, you could also apply the verses we just read to this particular situation. I mean, these people have been given up to vile affections. Again, I, I really think that I've I've seen accounts of pastors that are down there and that it's like the most unbelievable spiritual warfare they've ever seen, essentially, trying to deal with this um, mass cult. I think it would take mass prayer and fasting and uh, repentance in order to reverse this trend. But again, from a biblical standpoint, I don't see that happening. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, according to 2 Timothy 3.13. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned, who receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I mean, when you're parading around a skeleton dressed up like a bride or, or the Grim Reaper or whatever, and you're hanging gold chains on and you have an altar in your house and you're worshiping, is that not taking pleasure in unrighteousness? And they think that this makes them, this is their God. This They think this makes them, I guess, religious. Look at us. We're doing a good thing. They're proud of it. They're, they're doing it openly in the streets. They're venerating. They're adoring the angel of death. I mean, you know, it seems pretty pretty obvious what they're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one there. And uh, we're going to segue to the next part where we're going to look at the Pope, the Vatican Pope, head of, head of his own respective death cult. And uh, we're going to give you some really macabre pictures as well of that. So, God bless you, and we'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd line 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202. 3rd line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.